do do Hey everyone, it's me, Madison, and The Art of Performers is back with a special episode talking about contemporary classics, the importance of being earnest. Join me on this wonderful exploration with three of the amazing actors who star in the show, and use code BOGO to grab your tickets today and tomorrow only. Opening night is next Friday, November 4th, and you do not want to miss this. See you there. My name is Angel Fabian Rivera. I am born and raised in Puerto Rico. I've been living in Atlanta for the past four or five months, so I'm new in the city. My first language is Spanish, uh, so I've been I've been navigating those, uh, you know, living in the in the city, living in the states for the first time. Uh, I've been doing theater for like all my life. Like theater's been like my thing. Like I started doing it in high school. And then I decided, like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna study theater because that's what I want to do for the rest of my life, and this is what I'm doing. I've done uh, classics, but in Spanish. So for me, this is the first time doing a classic in English. Uh, you know, all this with an accent, with all that. So it's been a, it's been a roller coaster. It's been definitely uh, something that, that's making me work harder than normally. <laughs> uh, so I remember, like, I saw the auditions, and I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna try it. Uh, so I just I I was gonna I was gonna do the audition I couldn't because I was flying to Puerto Rico <laughs> so I just texted them back and they decided like to see me again uh, for the callbacks which they called for some people and they and then they were auditioning for people that couldn't make the audition so I was there I was like let's just play let's just have fun and here I am uh, <laughs> playing Dr. Chasuble so. It's been definitely uh, really, 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 really fun being here. My name is Deja Holmes. I am an actor, an author, and a teaching artist. I have a children's book out, so that's what I've been doing, um, called Grams and Me. I've also recently developed that book into a children's play that I'll premiere after we close this show. <laughs> and I've learned about this show from my friend Nadalis and Analia, because they both did La Sestrada with with us, <laughs> and they told me about the importance of being earnest, and I was like, oh, this seems like fun, and they were still looking for people, so I sent in my audition, and they were like, come back, so yeah, here I am. <laughs> my name is Nadalis Madden. 
I am uh, an Atlanta-based actress. I am Jamaican-American. My mom um, was an artist here in Atlanta. Um, and so I've been in the arts my whole life. She was a painter. And then I was like, I can't paint, so I'm an act. Um, and uh, I've been doing some work with the Tiny Theater Company, uh, doing Shakespeare, um, kind of turning Shakespeare contemporary. And so I had a friend of mine, uh, Anthony Sha who was like, hey, they're doing earnest and it looks like they want a black girl because of the cover. And I was like, oh, wow, word. I've never seen an earnest with like black people. Like, okay, that sounds cool. So I went and auditioned and honestly, I just went to audition for fun. I did not think I was going to get it because um, I still have that imposter syndrome going on with acting. Um, and uh, But it was really fun. And then he was like, come back. And then I was like, I'm going to try really hard. And I got Gwendolyn. And it was um, really just affirmation of what I've been working for. And uh, yeah, I just want to keep acting in the city. Charlie's really awesome. And it's been a really great process. It sounds like they found more fantastic people in the three of you. No surprise there. People gravitate to this theater company who are just brilliant. Um, and I love the different backgrounds and I love the different experiences that's also so universal between the three of you. So can you tell me a little bit about what the process of Ernest has been like uh, for you as individuals, as actors, as people, as humans? It's been great. I've loved working with everyone. It felt really natural um, playing off of each other. And it's always easier to form those connections on stage when it happens off stage. Um, so I think it's been a lot of fun. And Charlie's given us a lot of freedom to explore things on our own and then give us support where we need it. Um, and that's been really nice, too. I agree. Um, I think that it, I was a little nervous because this is the first time I've had to do a full show in RP. And I was like, oh, boy, am, am I going to be able to do this? Um, but they've been really, like, supportive and guiding us through making sure our accents are good and, and letting us play. And so it's, it's, it's felt like a family, which, you know, they say that with every play. But, like, for real, it really feels like a family, not only because, you know, I have a lot of friends in it, but I'm meeting so many wonderful, nurturing actors. Um, but it has been a little bit eye-opening because reading a play that has been primarily for, uh, you know, Caucasian audiences and Caucasian people um, and sort of interpreting some of those rules of manners and interpreting the play, but then still finding the truth and bringing our own identities to it has been really interesting to say the least. Can you tell me a little bit about what it was like for you in any point um, giving a voice and what that was like personally for you at any point during the show? Yeah. Um, so I think the main thing was um, playing Gwendolyn. You know, I watched, you know, the movies and saw different adaptations of Gwendolyn. But I was like, I am never going to be a white girl. And I can't play this as a white girl. It felt inauthentic in certain facial expressions and movements and just the way that I was trying to sort of be like the movies, be like these other ladies. So then we started just kind of talking about it and trying to find sort of examples within our community of people uh, that would still kind of fit that Gwendolyn type. And we were talking about like Hillary Banks from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air or um, just like 
like you know the stereotypical you know bad and bougie lady that you might see and sort of kind of taking the real housewives black excellence aspect and putting that into my character instead of trying to emulate something that is super far from my identity and so it made me more comfortable because i was able to feel more confident in sort of the movements that i was making like sometimes i might want to pop my hip out or i might want to like roll my eyes or suck my teeth and those things um would feel uh, wrong if I was trying to play it like a white girl or try to play it like something other than myself. But Charlie really gives us the freedom to to find those really authentic moments. And I think that's, that's what really helped me with voice and everything. Because I also was trying to pitch my voice up higher because I have a naturally deeper register. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to uh, talk higher because I felt like, oh, Gwendolyn's voice is up here. <laughs> but that's not <laughs> that's not authentic to me. And so just just really being like, it's okay to have a deep voice. It's okay to pop your hip out. It's okay to be black and be Gwendolyn at the same time. (laughs) I'm excited for this because now people, audiences, especially if young audiences, and I will recommend that please bring young audiences out to see this. Seeing this work of art now is no longer for a Caucasian audience. It's no longer about Caucasian people. Now it's about people people real people beautiful people cultural people um and and giving that authenticity is the most important thing in the theater right is if we don't have authenticity we're not living our truth in those circumstances and having you an actor an actress get to bring their authentic selves completely a hundred percent and not modulate your body or your voice or your mannerisms is just and a beautiful, authentic truth. And I'm so excited for people to see that happen and see that connection on stage as well. I, I wanted to add uh, from that, that, yeah, from my perspective, like this feels such as a, it, we created such a big family in, in such a short time. Uh, we've been rehearsing only for a month and seeing how diverse the cast is, being myself uh, uh, Latino and having two other Latinos and the cast as well, so we're not only talking about that, we're only talking like we're opening this for everybody, literally. And bringing ourselves, bringing me that I have, um, I have an accent already. So putting that in top of the character that I'm doing and having the freedom of, hey, like you have your accent. You don't need to, you don't need to remove it. Just add a layer to that and we'll work with that. And for me, it's been like. It's been it's, it's it, it has felt so good to be finally uh, to finally be able to be my true self and just create a character from who I am already and not deleting myself completely and creating something uh, which is something that I've been struggling here in Atlanta and the states you know like me being coming from another place and having an accent and being like oh you cannot do this because you have that and then being in this space where I can be myself and I can authentically be a Latino playing a character that it's just a character, you know, and it's for everybody. Like, like we've been saying, uh, but yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely been feeling really, really, really good. And being in a safe space that we've created here. I love that you said safe space, because I think that applies to cultural erasure, because I think that is something that happens far too often in theater across the board. Um, but I also think that Traditionally, theater is not safe enough for for non males, for uh, for males, for people who are of different cultures, of different societies, of different backgrounds, of different um, 
wealth. Like it, there, there are so many restrictions that have come along with the progression of theater through the years that it has become something so ex- inaccessible in some ways. Like even just looking at the prices of like Broadway tickets right now, it, it they are working to make it even less accessible and seeing these integral groups bring in beautiful things like no elevate the right stories retell the stories that we already know tell them with people tell them with real people tell them in a way that is accessible and highlight culture highlight beauty highlight the people is just that's the work that we need to be doing right now and that is what we should have taken away from the last several years of hey people are finally coming forward with problems that have been there through the history of theater um and that's why I think people shy away from the classic. Can we talk a little bit about that? And what to you, what is the importance of being inclusive and diverse and progressive and storytelling in classic theater for you personally as actors? How do you feel about that? There was something that Charlie did in rehearsal where he had us um, like just take on the text with our first thoughts and impressions. But now that we've gotten closer to Tech Week, he's started to give us more... Um, period uh like stances and stature and things that we can work in as another layer instead of like taking away from who we've already established um so that was really nice and that's not something that happens often where you get to explore first and then you get the rules after first it's usually like the rules first and then you get a little bit of wiggle room to add who you are or what you think the character should be I love that and I think it really when you when you said play like that you got to play in the character like that to me as an actor that is like the most important part is yeah exploring what they are but I love that Charlie gave you the option first to be like you flesh it out you find yourself in this person who are you who's your identity here and then yeah because first of all that makes sense to me as as restriction as far as time periods go because like humans have always been humans right but we've always had laws imposed upon us or like rules or expectations um like the importance of being a certain way and i think that being able to be a whole person and then scale it back and be like and here's society's expectations on top of that is like the most natural thing did you find yourself having to tweak your character at all at that point when you develop someone and then being like, well, how would they perform in front of someone? Yeah, I think um, before I was just playing my character a little too forward or a little too like sexual. Um, and that wasn't super period during that time. They're a little more reserved. So it was nice to have that um, confirmation of like, let's just tweak it a little, but there's still an uh, essence of flirt or there's still like some connection happening. It's just a little different than what we do now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I wanted to add that you talk about the importance of inclusivity and all that. And I, I think that the it's really interesting because the, uh, the title of this play is the importance of being earnest. And uh, just thinking off the top of my head, it's the importance of being ourselves. It's the importance of being, of having this open for everybody. It's the importance of, of just being ourselves and bringing it up to to the stage and we've been talking about playing that's what we've been doing here we we've got this space where we can create where we can uh, just do something different because it's like you said before like everybody knows the classics but now how do we retell the stories how can we talk about a story that doesn't have to be about uh, race or ethnicity or color or anything. It's just it's just a story that we're telling that doesn't have to be like that. 
I mean, for example, coming from coming from Puerto Rico, like uh, we there, we don't think about uh, race or about uh, color or anything because it's a story. We think we're just gonna tell a story, and now bringing uh, being in a show here that let us play with that is bringing me so much joy and so much happiness that we can all be cast, we can all be uh, diverse, and we can all tell one story that doesn't have to do anything with our races, with our colors, with our background. It's just a story, and we're here to tell the story for new generations, uh, for new people, for people that know the story, and they're like, oh, we can see a story like this, and it's it's valid, it's the same. We're telling a story, and sometimes it's even, uh, it even like, like we have like a weight because we have our baggages. So each each one of us, we have our baggages, and bringing it out to the character, it even makes it shine and bright even more because of what we've been carrying, and that's that's beautiful. It's just beautiful what we're doing. We don't have to tell the stories that are about being culturally different. We need to tell all the stories with the cultural celebration. Um, I own a theater company too, a small one, a community theater. And um, I do work with a lot of young adults and I work with adults. And um, we do, I don't care, like I'm gender blind, color blind. I don't care about any of that stuff. I don't care. It's suspension of disbelief. You're literally on a stage. People will figure it out. If you can sing it, if you can act it, I'm going to cast you in it. We did Heather's over the summer and I had multiple people of different gender identities in roles that are non-traditional. Like my Heather Chandler was male. My Martha was male. Our JD and one of our cast was female. And it was so great because it wasn't like, we didn't tweak the story to be like look we are changing things it was just these people can do things give them a chance and I think seeing the inclusivity in this way that's not like we're this is different everyone like look at us look how different it is it's like this is these are the people who should be telling the story because they're their stories am I making sense no you're making sense I um I that's a that's a big problem that I I had within the theater community for a really long time because it felt like the only role was that uh, they were actively looking for us was something that was like Tyler Perry-esque to put it quite frankly. So, you know what I mean? Sort of, it's a black story. So it's a black tragedy, you know, or we're a slave, but it's like, why can't we just tell a story? Why do we have to be a black actor or a Latino actor? Why can't we just be an actor? And, you know, within every art community is an issue with that. My mom had an issue with that as a, a painter she was a black painter she couldn't just be a painter she didn't even uh wasn't even allowed to approach into that world and so now that we're getting the opportunity to tell stories that everyone else has been telling um that they're not telling because they're white they're telling them because it's just a story and i feel like that opens up so much more um i don't know thought and 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 more like thought into the stories itself because we were talking about with Ernest specifically how and he said he didn't mean to do this but just how all of the women in the show are black and all the men are Latinx and even what that means um in terms of like societal and dating within your race or outside of your race and how that might you know if they're white passing what does that mean and things like that so it's just it's really interesting that now we can start to tackle internal issues within a story that's not about internal issues do you think that there will be an opportunity for dramaturgy in that way and rereading and readapting works to highlight that within a cast and say, okay, if we cast it this way, what are some of those internal issues that are coming to light? I, 
I definitely think that that that's definitely like a way that you can look at dramaturgy. I was, I was just thinking of um, even if we go back to like you know the Roger Hammerstein Cinderella with Brandy and how that was one of the first times we see such a variety cast. You know, it was blind casting. They didn't care if this if the prince was uh, Asian and the princess was black. And so even there, you're taking a story like Cinderella, and now you're thinking about even the racial dynamics within that. Like, what does that mean? Are there any? Because sometimes. There may not be any because blind casting is a thing and there may not be anything to read into. But I do think, especially when you're talking about dating or you're talking about like households, it can really add something to the story, add something to the characters by um, digging into that. Because that's real life and that's things that the audience is thinking. We all see it. There's an elephant in the room. <laughs> so let's talk about it. Let's address it. You can do a story five different ways and it you can change it just by having the people and looking at the people on stage and say like, what are they experiencing? Because in person A and person B experiencing situation one and person C and person D experiencing situation one are going to be totally different just based on our backgrounds, our cultures, uh, the things that we carry, the burdens that you were just talking about, like how our uh, individual stories, you know, make us who we are, our traumas. Um, not that all theater should be about trauma, but theater's about trauma, you know? <laughs> There's a lot that we bring to the table as, as people, as individuals with experiences. Um I think that's amazing. I think it's a great way to look at it. Um, just about the importance of being um, progressive in storytelling really sets the tone for us to reestablish the rules of theater and who can play the roles and just reaffirming like it doesn't matter what you look like. It's about your ability. And that's solely what the casting should be based on, not about what you look like. And how you looking a certain way can bring this to the story, but how you as a person can bring something to the story. So I want to talk a little bit about some of your favorite parts of the show and what it's been like um, to recontextualize the show for the now. Um, one of my favorite uh, parts in the show um, is uh, with Lady Bracknell. I know that we don't really have a lot of speaking moments, but uh, one thing that we've kind of decided between Lady Bracknell and Gwendolyn is sort of that, single black mom dynamic which is very very specific if you have had a single black mom and so just the sort of eye movements and the like the the tonal differences and playing with that it's been really really fun because i never have a black mom on stage you know it, it, they're playing like the typical mom so to feel like oh man my mom could play this role this is this is real for me it it adds a, a depth of realness into something that's completely nonverbal. But somebody who's watching the show who understands that experience is going to be like, oh, yeah, no, uh, mama's mad right there. That's the moment. And, you know, when, when she starts to whisper, that's it. So it's just kind of, again, just bringing that realness into the story uh, was really, really fun. Yeah, for me, it's uh, creating that relationship with Miss Prison, we've been playing around all of these uh, rehearsals and it's it's been so much fun to just create that their relationship because you know for people who have read the story they have something going on there and just creating that backstory and creating those whys and and how do we do it it's been really 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 amazing and really fun to do and we i've been having so much fun like just just creating those moments and for people to see like, oh, 
there's something going on there. Oh, there's something going on there. And and and, and getting every every second up, even if we're not talking, even if we're not talking, just to create that story and for people to, you know, for some people to see that there's something going on there, which, you know, it's going to develop until the end. But but it's been fun. It's been really fun creating that relationship with Miss Prism and, and she's amazing. Uh, and, you know, it's 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 been really good. Uh, I think one of my favorite parts in the show is like all the drama. I feel like like all the relationship drama is just so juicy. It's like reality TV is what it reminds me of. <laughs> so I think it'll be really entertaining for audiences to get that kind of feel, but from like period, from like a, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is like a, I don't know. I don't know. But from a different standpoint, <laughs> like, like something, seeing something in the now. <laughs> yeah. It's like anachronistic drama, right? Where it's like, yeah. yeah, it's Regency, but like at the same time, like it's the same issues. And also it's yeah. like, it's like Bridgerton, right? Where everyone's like, Ooh, what's yeah. going on? Like what's happening? Uh-huh. It's, it's exactly. centric. Like, I totally get that. I love it. Um, <laughs> that's my favorite is watching um, any classic work is seeing like, Oh, Oh yeah, well people are exactly how we are, but like just with a different way of speaking about it or like different conditions. But like, yeah, they love the gossip. They love the drama. Like we're all about the human experiences. <laughs> they love the gossips and it's just about gossip. It's just about knowing what everybody's doing in their life. So it's it's still much fun because it's like they're just saying like it's it's just about it's just about drama and it's a lot of drama happening and it's so fun. And it's so entertaining just to sit down and watch the drama develop because because it's it people love drama. We all love drama. Like we cannot deny it. Like we all love to know what the other what the other uh, the other people is, uh, are doing. I mean we can, I mean we say we don't care, but we like to know what they're doing. So sitting down and watching a show that talks about drama and gossip, like you are gonna be entertained for sure. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> that's the human experience. That's the universal human experience. Talk to me about your hopes, dreams, goals, aspirations for yourselves, for the show, for the future of art. Tell me what you want to see happen and what you want to happen and what you're looking forward to happening to each other and to yourselves in your careers. Well, I want to start and I, I want to say first that I want the show is going to be a complete uh, beautiful. It's going to be amazing. And it's it's it, it, it's made out with love. It's made out with such uh, great respect as well. So for me, like I, I know this is going to be really good. And hopefully this will open so much for uh, for people that don't know the experiences, uh, especially like we we've been talking about how how the, the, the industry it's been, you know, repressing people from doing certain roles and so on. And uh, in in my experience, like I want to be able to tell a story without being the typical Latino, without without being the typical Latino where I go to a casting room and they say, "Oh, that's your accent. I want a thicker accent, or I want this because this is this is this is what we think it is." And I want to be able to just tell a story like we've been talking about all this uh, uh, about being able to tell a story that it's really close to us or it's just something that we really care about and not thinking about what race you are, what color you are, what background you have. It's just about doing your work because we're actors. We're supposed to 
be able to transform into different uh, characters. And that's what we train for all the time. And uh, I, I want to be able to just tell a story and, and just change lives because as an actor, I, my goal is to, is to walk in the room or just to be on a big screen and change the story and, and tell that little kid down there that they can do what I'm doing, you know, that they can be whoever they want. And uh, that no matter where are you from, you can do it. I mean, I'm just a little, I, I, I literally come from a small town in Puerto Rico and I never thought that I, you know, that I would scale my way up somehow. And I, and I did it and I'm doing it. And I know that it's going to be, this is just the beginning, but just telling everyone that it's okay. You know, everything's going to be, everything's going to get better. We, everything's been changing and hopefully everything will be open for everyone everybody no matter who you are and it's just the way of like we are making the way for people that are coming after us as well so we need to be able to to tell them like hey like come on i will help you come here i will help you get here like people before us did to us and that's so beautiful that everything's been changing and i know there's a day that we're going to be able to just to just to just do our job which is just transform and inspire and change lives which is something that i know that i you know that i want to do for the rest of my life because that's why i chose this career hopes dreams aspirations hitting you with the hard ones huh okay um well i hope that you all laugh i hope that you all enjoy it that's that's the first thing i hope that you enjoy the show i hope that it's it's funny i hope that you um see yourselves and the characters um i hope that you come out of it with some type of inspiration um really angel you said everything that i was thinking um which is amazing um but just to you know piggyback off of that i mean i want to be an inspiration i think you know growing up i was looking at people like kiki palmer and Raven simone and seeing them and i'm like oh black girls look like me on stage i'm gonna do that and so i just want to keep creating that pathway um for us to keep moving forward because we're seeing such you know huge changes i feel like film is finally starting to mirror what theater has been doing but there's still so many strides and and creating shows and just work that doesn't have all these societal pressures of, of oh they have to look this way oh they have to do this they have to do that um yeah i think i think um i want to be able to um look back when i'm all old and know that theater has changed for the best we have training programs for you know, costumers to know how to do black hair <laughs> and know how to color for a black woman and and Latino woman and and Indian woman and and be able to everything be diverse, but not because it has to be diverse, but because it's just ingrained in it. To put it quite frankly, just ingraining diversity in a way that's not like diversity. We need you, but like this is just what it is. Yep, uh, on the same lines of that. Um uh yes i hope this show well this show will be a success it will be very fun i'm excited to perform it with all of my talented castmates um personal aspirations just to continue to create um a welcoming and engaging space uh for people to create theater and um having room to
to have the difficult conversations so we can create the change. I feel like people are always so afraid to talk about the thing. Um, so I think it's important to set the standard to have the conversation and then work towards finding a solution together. And I think that's how we'll continue to progress. And yeah, I just want to keep doing art, making theater, creating connections with other artists who are like-minded because it's easier to achieve the goal as a group instead of alone. So yeah. Amen to that. (laughs) Thank you all for being trailblazers and for being um, beautiful celebrations of human beings and for talking about the celebration of human life with me and the art that we create together. Um, I'm excited to get to see this. I'm excited to hopefully continue to create art with all of you. Um, and I'm going to hit you with one I didn't ask you for ahead of time because my favorite one, give me a dream roll. Jafar. Ooh. I've been playing, I've been, I've been dying to play that role, Jafar. Uh, Don Quixote, Man La Mancha. Uh, it's another role that I'd love to play. But yeah, definitely nice. Jafar. I would say uh, Donkey from Shrek the Musical. Yes. Such a great role. So great. I would love to play it. And also uh, Harper from Angels in America. I feel like she's just such a complex character and adding the layer of like race and mental health. It's a whole different ball game uh, for a person of color. So I would just love to do something like that too. Um, I think Maleficent would be really, really fun. Um, personally, I want to play villains. Um, I think they're really interesting. And I mean, if they'd ever cast a woman as Darth Vader, I'd be down. Uh, you know, Anakin, yes. So, a villain, but those two specifically. <laughs> now I want female Darth Vader. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> oh yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> That's here now forever. I'd be like, what? <laughs> How does that happen? How do we make that happen? I love it. Well, Wait, this- what's your dream role? Mine? Oh my God, uh, Marilyn Monroe, um, and she's like that's. Yeah. I think she is incredibly, incredibly un- misunderstood, and she's overly sexualized, and that's my thing. Is like she was very, um, she was a very sexy person, and she put forth her power. But that is how women had to lead during her time was with sexuality to get that power. And she was a vulnerable, beautiful person who also. Um, was an entrepreneur she was incredible and she made her life from nothing and still so many people continue to misunderstand her and still we continue to make works of art about her that are over sexualizing her and not giving her her due because she was just incredible um but like hey listen they're gonna put bombshell on broadway and i'm like sign me up Thank you so much for doing this with me. It has been an absolute honor and a pleasure to have you. You're all fantastic. I cannot wait for everyone to come see the art that you're creating together. Um, and it's they've got a whole weekend and now you've got BOGO, so come see it. Um, and I will be there opening night and it's just going to be the best. It's going to be incredible. So I can't wait to see you all there. If you loved getting to know these actors and learning about their experiences with the importance of being earnest, the cast and creative team will be hosting a talkback after the show. So stick around and ask your questions and learn all about the ins and outs of the show. Thanks for listening. I'll be back soon with an interview with Kara Selleck, a little backstory on my hiatus, and some really great topics ahead. See you soon.